everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the food fan, and I am back with a special guest, a very special guest, in my opinion, Chef Eric Morris, currently at Cultura, but with a great background uh, and just doing all kinds of great stuff. And hey, Eric, how are you today? Doing great, Stu. Thanks for having me on, man. Sure thing, man. I'm glad that you were able to do it. I, I had asked you yesterday and you told me, we're getting crushed at a certain point. You wrote to me, we're getting crushed. And so we didn't get our chance to do the interview yesterday. So thanks for being available today. Yeah, man, no problem. Um, this is definitely uh, probably the second busiest week of the year for most restaurants is that weird amorphous time between, you know, Christmas and New Year's. Um, there's a lot of people in town. They don't know what to do with themselves. So they go out to restaurants and, uh, I think the words I used, we were getting pummeled. Um, yeah. It, it definitely felt like it. Um, but we are expecting like a nice little break after New Year's. Yeah. And we just came off of a weird downtime for about a week or two. All the restaurants were telling me, oh, we're so dead. It's so dead downtown. And it's true. Like downtown was like really empty and I loved it. I was down there during that time. And then this week I went downtown and boom, people everywhere, man. Yeah, man. Um, just, just insane. Just insane. So you were packed at Cultura at, as well as the Funkatorium, which I forgot to mention that you're also the head chef, executive chef at the Funkatorium as well as Cultura. So you were crushed at both. Or pummeled? So currently we're only running services out of Cultura on Fridays and Saturdays. Okay. Um, you know, we're just trying to keep our staff in good shape, um, mm -hmm. have a proper infrastructure before we try to run two restaurants out of one kitchen. Um, you know, we just want to make it, we want to still be relevant, um, you know, within people's minds um, because we're planning to reopen in a fuller capacity this spring. Okay. Uh, next, next spring. So yesterday it was Funkatorium just getting hammered. By hammered all day, man. All, yeah. all day and all night. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. I mean, I, I deal with tourists all week doing my food tours and they are super interested in beer. And uh, they head down to the South Slope after taking a food tour. And I'm, I always tell them about Funkatorium and all the breweries down on the South Slope. And so they head on down to see us. So I know that there's a lot of people that come to this town that are super stoked to go to the Funkatorium in particular because it's a sour beer brewery. And people are into that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like the novelty of it. Um, People are really into checking out something that's kind of maybe more niche. Um, mm -hmm. But we also started a natural wine brand not too long ago. Oh, it's yeah. called Vital. Um, you know, seeing the progress over that of the last like three years that it's been out has been kind of kind of amazing. Um, it's you know something totally out of the wheelhouse for the brewers and and the production team, but. Uh, it's something they're very passionate about. Um, and it's been pretty freaking cool, man. Um, and that's one of the things we're showcasing right now in the culture space is vital wines. Okay. Um, just, yeah, just trying to get them out there. Um, they're all natural wines, you know, uh, wild fermentation takes place. Um, no sulfites or preservatives added. Um, and it's pretty cool. We have this tight little selection, I think about five different varietals. That's great. And I want to, 
make sure the, re, the listeners know it's V-I-D-L, vital, like yeah. that. And so you can look it up online. And those natural wines tend to be, uh, I, I've actually never had one because I don't drink. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. from what I heard, they tend to be on the sour and funky side. So that fits in with what you're doing. Or uh, sour might be, let me say they tend to be on the dry side rather sure. than the um, side. We got some really juicy ones. Uh, okay. This one's called Blau Frankish. Tastes like, um, has like big blueberry kind of fruity notes. Um, we do have like a Savvy B um, that's pretty dry, uh, pretty standard. Um, still has like some juicy kind of like white grape notes going on. But um, the, the variable comes in definitely from uncontrolled kind of fermentation there. Um, trying to make a product consistent and making it consistently better with um, just kind of wild, you know, open air <laughs> variables when it comes to yeast and stuff like that um, pro, uh, poses like a really cool challenge to the brewers yeah. um, and, and the winemakers. Um, you're and always cool. up for a challenge, Eric. It's yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen your like, fermenting room and I've eaten lots and lots of your food. You're a fantastic chef. I want to make sure the readers know that Eric is one of my all-time favorite chefs in town. And if you all remember the night bell, Eric was uh, the head chef up there. Uh, I loved your cooking up there, Eric. That's where I met you. And then I was psyched that you were at Cultura, the food at, and I want to make sure the listeners know the food at Cultura is fantastic. So if you can get in on a Friday or Saturday, go ahead and reservations recommended, Eric, or required. No, not, um, you know, recommended always, not required. Um, We usually have a little space towards the beginning of service around five o'clock and then a little more space in the evening, 8.30 to nine kind of frame. Okay. So if you want to eat in the meaty part of the dinner hour, you better call up and see availability. Everyone wants to eat at 7.50. Yes, they do. I know that from working for kickback delivery when like, you get like a hundred orders in one day and 80 of them will be between six 30 and eight o'clock, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's when everybody wants to eat. Um, and I want to make sure everybody knows that the food at the Funkatorium is also fantastic. I popped in with um, Stacy and Jason from Asheville brewery tours. Cause we were talking about putting together a tour with food and beer and you brought us out a smattering of stuff. Um, and we were just blown away by how tasty it all was. And, and I know your chicken wings are banging cause I've been eating chicken wings everywhere in town and yours are particularly <laughs> yeah. good. So I want to make sure that the people of Asheville know that the Funkatorium has really good food right now. And now's a good time. Like it's really busy this week, but it is going to slow down like right after the new year. And so now is a great time for the locals to get downtown and to try some of the food that you might be put off by the crowds. Well, I'll just say that it's crowded downtown and sometimes the locals hate that, but now's the time. I'm telling you what, January, February, it, I would normally say, Hey, I know it's cold, but it's like 80 degrees out. So you can, you can brave the crowds and get on downtown and try some of this fantastic food at both Cultura and the Funkatorium. And, um, Eric, I wanted to talk to you about some of your fancy dinners that you're doing and get yeah. a chance to hype those up and 
talk about a couple of the past ones if you want to, but also mention ones that you've got coming up in the future. And definitely some props and some shout outs to the various chefs you've been working with. Um, yeah, man. Um, one of the things, you know, I, I wanted to do with the Cultura space um, is kind of this, I don't know, it's like an idealistic version I have of what a restaurant can be. Um, and that's just a space for community. Um, you know, a space where we can feed people and nourish them. Um, and I wanted to invite other people into our space. Um, I want to gain perspective on, you know, their cooking and also the things that they're, they're passionate about uh, within the community. Um, so we started doing a cultivated community dinner series um, where I reached out to chefs who maybe didn't have a brick, or mort brick and mortar uh, of their own, um, but were extremely talented. And I just kind of wanted to show off these people to the rest of Asheville. Um, and each chef kind of chooses a nonprofit or charity of their choice and um, proceeds from the dinner goes to those charities. Um, you know, we started off with Chef Luis Martinez. Uh, he did a Oaxaca, California dinner, which is really cool. Um, kind of highlighted, you know, his roots, you know, immigrating to California from Mexico, um, the adaptability of his cuisine, um, you know, and his culture's cuisine to a different climate and different ingredients, but still making something uniquely Oaxacan and uh, delicious out of it. Um, and I think he supported Vecinos, was his nonprofit, um, raised a lot of money for them. Um, Vecinos, if you don't know, is a nonprofit that provides mental health care for farm workers, um, which, you know, in the restaurant industry, or uh, we rely heavily on um, farmers, um, you know, to do what we do. I mean, if we don't have awesome product uh, to cook and prepare for people, like it diminishes the role um, of the chef and restaurants in the community. Um, also teamed up with Jonathan Pridgen. He's amazing um, charcuterie master over at Curate. Uh, that was a lot of meat. <laughs> that one was great, Eric. It was, I, I love it was epic amount of meat. Uh, <laughs> seven courses of meat. Oh my God. Um, Everything it was, was awesome. Great. The uh, creme brulee I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. I think it was panna cotta. Panna cotta, yeah. Panna cotta, yeah, yeah. Panna cotta. Um, Chef Silver Kausler, um, yeah, they were really thousand. awesome. Um, you know, and then we also did Chef Jay Chong, was the most re recent one. Um, and that was kind of special because I'd known Jay since I've been working um, back in the day at Night Bell. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we're going to, I mean, this month we're going to pump the brakes like in January on the dinner series um, just to give ourselves a little downtime. Um, and we're also going to be starting renovations for um, the Funkatorium Kitchen and Culture Kitchen. And then in February, I'm going to have all the chefs come back and they've all confirmed um, they're going to come back and we're all going to just take one course. Um, and I think the theme of the dinner is just going to be, you know, um, something we all have in common is like our love for Asheville. Um, so it's going to try to represent that in our dinner somehow, um, through our own kind of lens and perspective. So the theme is going to be Asheville. I, I mean, like there's a reason we all live here, you yeah, know, um, there's awesome. a reason why we, you know, um, want to contribute to this community. And, um, I want that reflected in this kind of collaborative dinner. 
I love that concept. I mean, nobody, nobody does a theme of just Asheville. That's, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. I've never, never heard anybody even suggest that before. So I love that theme. And um, if I was reading between the lines, you're going to be closed for a little while for renovations. Yeah. So Cultura side will be closed um, potentially from mid January to April in the spring when we plan to reopen in a more permanent capacity. Um, you know, we're going to focus a lot on the Funkatorium operations and I want to retool the menu. Um, you mentioned years ago, this concept of like Rando Sando. I did. I don't remember if you remember that. Yeah, not. I do. Well, I, I too have the, an obsession with sandwiches. Um, and right. I want to try to make the menu here more focused like a deli, um, like a delicatessen, uh, where we're producing all of our own meats, um, all of our own breads and sandwiches, and just have beautiful, like, iconic versions of epic sandwiches, um, things that I've eaten uh, in my lifetime that I still crave to this day. Oh my God, Eric, I love this idea. And I want to now just tell you all about this sandwich that I used to get in Boston that give it to me. It was like, I'm a hundred years old. So this was like 40 <laughs> years ago, man. And the sandwich has been on my mind ever since. And it was a lobster roll. Yeah. And on this lobster roll, they had some cornbread stuffing that they would cook on the grill in heavy duty amounts of butter. And that would be on, and it was a giant roll. And lobster rolls in Boston are fairly simple. There's not a lot of stuff added to them, you know? Yeah. But this one had that cornbread stuffing and good golly, Miss Molly, it was so, so good. I don't know if, no, I've never had anybody combine, never had a lobster roll that had this cornbread stuffing on it before. It was very unique to this sandwich shop. And it was just an incredible flavor combination. So I'm just putting that out there. Uh, Sam, like there are some foods in this world and I know everybody has this experience that you ate once or you ate a lot of at one time in your life and then you'll never eat them again. You'll yeah. never see them. You'll never taste them. You try to explain them to people. And like me, like literally 30 years later, telling you and my audience about this lobster sandwich that I haven't had since I was in college, which again was in like in the 1800s. So Eric, I support this uh, concept of yours is what I'm getting at. Yeah, man. Um, I'm super excited about it. Um, living in New York, I still dream about like Cat's Deli pastrami sandwich. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want that back in my life. Um, so we're going to make that a reality here. Um, another amazing sandwich from New York was, uh, it's called the Dennis and you could get it at Parisi's uh, Bakery. Mm -hmm. And it was just this big FU, like chicken <laughs> cutlet with, um, you know, prosciutto and mozzarella and red peppers. And the thing is like as big as your head. All right. Um, and people line up for it. Um, it was just that delicious. So I want to bring those kinds of things into the menu at the Funkatorium. Um, and then just have a, a list of awesome side items that you can get with anything. Fantastic. And I remember we came in with a food tour to Cultura and you um, served us a, was it a pastrami sandwich? You served yeah. us a sandwich. That was a prototype, yeah. It was good, man. And on food tour, we don't typically get like a piece of a sandwich, especially when we go into what I consider a fancy restaurant, which is what I consider <laughs> Cultura. But, you know, I'm like, oh, it's Chef Eric, it's going to be a fantastic sandwich. And my, my tour takers were like blown away by this sandwich and asking you questions about it and stuff. And 
Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm sorry to be such a fanboy um, and just nerd out about it, but I want to just make sure every every single eater in Asheville knows what's happening at Cultura and the Funkatorium these days. And it's just a lot of great, great food on the South Slope these days. Eric, have you been over to Little Chango yet? Yeah, my friend Iris uh, owns Little Chango. Uh, we right? put together, uh, she was actually my intern at Nightbell for a couple months, um, and then she went over to Curate and helped open the Buttons Bagels. And she is just an awesome human being. Um, and I'm really excited for her. Um, I've gone over there probably three or four times now. Um, and yeah, every time it's even better than the last time. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited for her. Well, I, I, it's great that you've been three or four times and that people have been going. I have not had a chance to get in myself, and so I'm dying to get in. I also haven't been into Harvest Pizza, which just opened up in your area. Have you had a chance yeah. to jump in? Get in? I haven't checked it out yet, I'll be honest. Um, I just haven't had the time. Maybe next week I'll pop in and yeah. give it a try. It's kind of remarkable that you, I mean, Little Chango's is literally across the street from where you, it is. Where you work, and it's run by a friend and former colleague of yours. So that makes sense that you popped in, but it is surprising whenever a chef goes to another restaurant because you're all so busy all the time. And I ask chefs, what's your favorite restaurant or where did you, where have you eaten lately? And they're like, man, I haven't been out to eat in like eight months. You know, that's something I've been trying to make a point of doing more um, <laughs> recently, especially over the last couple months. Um, you know, I just want to see what people are doing. Um, just want to check them out and like get to experience something outside of my, um, you know, my normal routine. Um, speaking of which, um, I went to Ashley Shanti's good fish fry, um, good hot fish over at burial. She did like a pop-up. Um, dude, I had this catfish sandwich that was freaking amazing. Um, she is interested in doing a cultivated dinner in March. Yes. Um, with us, which I'm really thrilled about. And then Dan Silo over at Sawhorse. I don't know if you've ever been out that way. It's oh, yeah. Restaurant. Oh, it's yeah, fantastic. Dude. It's so good. It's the, I mean, all of his food is amazing, but it is probably my favorite breakfast food. I agree. He's up yeah. for a Best Breakfast Award this year from me. I'm about to do my Stubby Awards, and he's one of my three nominees for Best Breakfast. That's awesome, man. Yeah, um, yeah he's going to, he's also signed on to do a dinner with us, too. Well, that's an all-star lineup. I mean, Ashley Shanti was my chef of the year in 2000, I think it was 18. And I haven't eaten her food at all since 2019. So I'm jealous that you got to go to this hot fish fry and I'll be looking forward to the Cultura dinner. I'll have to try to sneak my way in there. Um, and I just also want to mention, we're talking about your neighborhood down there on the South Slope. And I encourage people to go down and do like a, what Don and I call a snack and saunter, where you go to three or four <laughs> places in one night and you have a bite at each place and Don will have a cocktail. And, oh, I should mention that you guys at Cultura and at Funkatorium too, I would assume, have some of the best mocktails in yeah, the city, bar none, exciting mocktails, like things that you that I, you guys served me in like a, a freight train of mocktails at one of the dinners, at both of the dinners I attended actually, and it was fantastic. So for all the non-drinkers and for people like me and Don, who we're like, a, we're a mixed couple, right? We one, <laughs> one drinks yeah. and one doesn't. Um, the Funkatorium Cultura is a great bet for y'all because you can 
that both enjoy delicious uh, beverages. Well, Eric, we're, we're all out of time, man. And I really appreciate you coming on it's kind of first thing in the morning. Um, you're already at work, so I know you've been up a while. I'm drinking my second cup of coffee here at home. Um, but I really, it's great to see you, man. And um, it's always great to hear your voice. Is there any last thing you'd like to tell everybody? Any bit, tidbit of information or uh, New Year's greeting? Any, give you the floor for another couple, 30 seconds here. I would just say hang in there. Um, it's been tumultuous two years, um, especially in the restaurant industry, but things get better. Um, and the more we come together as a community, the quicker we'll get to that good place. That is the most Chef Eric Morris uh, goodbye that you could have possibly said. That was beautiful, man. And that's part of why I love you. And again, I really appreciate you being on, man. And I hope I see. Oh, and, and thanks for the Christmas gift. Eric gave me a coffee <laughs> cup that I can also smoke weed through. So thank you for that. And, uh, and I hope to see you soon. My pleasure, man. Take care, Stu. You too, Eric. Bye-bye.